All right, welcome to another edition of Living the Dream. This is Todd Fabasco, mortgage banker, coming to you live from Chicago. Appreciate you listening. We've got a lot of followers on this podcast. And today I'm very excited. We have a special guest. We have Mr. Randy Wexter, PGA Pro, teacher, coach, golf extraordinaire, who's joining us today. I know everybody loves golf. So, Randy, welcome to the show. Todd, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't love golf? My my God, come on. So um, I met Randy a couple months ago. Randy is a teaching pro out at Green Garden in Frankfort, Illinois. He has an amazing background and a great history. So I thought it'd be very, uh, it'd be beneficial to have him on and we could talk about golf. We could talk about what he's done, some success stories, and he might even have a few tips out there for those golfers looking to improve their games. So Randy, Thanks for joining, and uh, give us a little background, uh, where you're from and how you got into the golf business. Yeah, I'm from uh, Waterloo, Iowa. Uh, Woo! Iowa! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Born and raised there, you know, you had to learn to hit it down the corn rows. Right, right. So, uh, you know, it was I heard, good I heard there's more pigs than people in Iowa. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, when I uh, actually when, uh, you know, I started playing when I was about 10, um, you know, really took it seriously when I turned 12 and, uh, you know, started to play tournament golf at that point in time and, you know, just kind of worked my way um, onto high school team, then played in college at uh, Northern Iowa. And, um, you know, obviously, uh once I got out of college, you know, one of my goals was to uh, become a, you know, a club professional. And so, uh, you know, went to work at Dubuque Country Club when I got out of got out of college. Worked there for about a year. Went from there to uh, Point of Woods Country Club in uh, Ben Harbor, St. Joe, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And uh, worked there for four years. Started to look for, uh, once I got my PGA card, I started to... Uh, you know, look for head professional positions and, uh, you know, ended up um, spending about almost 24 years at uh, at Calumet Country Club in uh, Homewood, Illinois. And, uh, you know, I was the head professional there for 19 years and uh, the GM for almost five. So, um, you know, from there, started my own golf academy once I left uh, Calumet. That's pretty and, cool. And, uh, yeah, started, uh, also started coaching at the college level. And, uh, it's just, it's been a blast. Um, you know, the last, the last five years of, you know, just, you know, trying to grow a business and, and trying to get, uh, you know, get better at the college level as well. I love it. For people just listening, every wonders, how do you become a PGA pro? Is, is it like super crazy hard or how do you become a pro? How does that work? So um, when I when I got out of college, I mean, one of the things that you have to do, one of the first things you have to do is, you know, pass your pass what's called a playing ability test. Um, so obviously, you have to be able to play well enough um, based on the PGA standards, and uh, that's essentially you play 36 holes, and they give you a, um, you know, based off of the course rating, they give you a score that you have to shoot. So there's a target score that you have to shoot. And, um, you know, after that, at the time that I was in, we had to go to uh, three business schools, 
Uh, two of them you had to pass about 150 question tests. Um, so, you know, anything from, you know, background in business to, um, you know, how do you maintain a cart fleet to, um, you know, I think one of the funniest questions I ever had was, you know, what's the standard length of a men's tie? <laughs> you know, I mean, so, you know, and obviously the rules of golf and, you know, how to run a, uh, you know, a professional golf shop and um, those types of things were, were the things that you were, you know, essentially tested on. Wow. Pretty cool. Oh, uh, well, yeah, along with teaching and, you know, a, a myriad of other things. Right. So. Now, you, men- you mentioned your, you got your golf academy, but you're also coaching at Purdue Northwest, I think you said? That's so, correct, yeah. So you're working with some college kids. That's got to be awesome. Tell us a little bit about that. It is. It's, it, it's a lot of fun. Obviously, you know, um, you know, because of the level that we're at, it's really competitive. We're probably in – we're in the GLIAC conference. We're probably in one of the – stronger division two conferences in the country um so you know you're kind of 24 7 recruiting and um you know and we play in the the fall as well as the spring uh the spring is actually our championship segment which is what we're starting to gear up for um you know right now the kids are uh the the next couple weeks are in finals so we're in dead in what's called a dead week um, where they're not allowed to do strength and conditioning or any, um, you know, any individual work. But, um, you know, once they get back from the, from the holiday recess, uh, we'll get right back at it and, you know, strength and conditioning and, and start doing some practice and, and that kind of stuff. So a lot of indoor stuff, but, uh, you know, it gets us ready to get going. Yeah. I love it. Um, here's a question that always comes up, um, Seeing as though you just told us about your career and where you've worked and what you've done, I heard this on PGA Radio a couple of weeks ago. They were discussing the differences of being at a private club versus a public club. And there's this conception that the privates are, oh, my God, amazing and all that. And I believe it was Michael Breed from the Golf Channel that said, if you spend more time in the golf business and really dive in deep, it's amazing the number and the quality of public tracks that are out there across the country. What are your thoughts on that? I I think, you know, I think absolutely. I mean, I've, I've had the opportunity to play, you know, some really elite private clubs. Um, You know, obviously uh, those clubs, um, you know, the clientele is extremely affluent, so uh, they can pretty much do whatever they want to. But I got to tell you what, I mean, you know, um, I've played at Pebble Beach. I've, I've played some, you know, uh, just to name a few. I mean, Keough Island, which is public. I mean, there are some phenomenal, phenomenal, uh, you know, public golf courses. I mean, Bandon Dunes, you know, Mike Kaiser, who is, you know, a Chicago guy, um, has put together some, you know, just some fantastic uh destination places uh, as well as you know Kohler up in Wisconsin I mean you're you know I'm just naming a few places that you could go um you know just actually in the immediate area now obviously Bandon Dunes is in uh, Oregon but I mean there's so many great public golf courses 
um, that if you're not one of those guys that, you know, wants to go to the club and, um, you know, pick up a game with somebody at the club, but, you know, likes to travel the country and, and see different parts and different golf courses. I mean, there's, there's a lot of great public golf courses out there that you could play, um, you know, coast to coast, like Mike, like Mike said, I mean, if, if you dive into it, you can really find some neat places to play. Yeah, it was funny, too. It was about, again, a week or two ago on Twitter, Golf Magazine threw out a question, which when you see questions on social media, that gets a lot of interaction with the people who are on there. And Golf Magazine put out a really quick little question. Name the state with the best golf courses. Do you know that I went through, I scrolled down through all of them. I'm telling you right now, it was 30, 40, maybe even 50% at least 30 to 40% of the people were answering with the state of Michigan for golf, not Arizona, not Florida, not California, the state of Michigan for golf courses. Yeah. Kind of amazing. Well, I would, I would say, I mean, I, I was in the, you know, Michigan section for four years and I can tell you, I mean, there are some fantastic golf courses. I mean, Crystal Downs, which is, you know, year after year, one of the, you know, top hundred golf courses in the, in the world um, you know, and not to mention, I mean, you start getting up further north. I mean, there's just so many good golf courses, um, that you can, you know, that you can play in the state of Michigan. And I mean, obviously, you know, Michigan is a beautiful state. I mean, you get along the, you know, just right up here and, you know, uh, Benton Harbor, St. Joe, Harbor Shores. Yeah. I mean, where they play the senior event, what a great track, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they got the terrain, you know, we don't have a gr- the greatest climate, but uh, the way the land is laid out and what they can do, um, it's, I guess it's amazing. When you look at the whole country's answering the question to Golf Magazine and Michigan is showing up all the time. I think that's kind of cool. And that's not far from here. So Right. And I think it's a great destination place. And, you know, we we actually play our uh, GLIAC championships. We play at a place called Gull Lake, which... You know, you talk to anybody in the Chicago area, and, I mean, they've probably heard of Gull Lake, and, you know, a lot of people have been up there to play. So, um, you know, and that's just one resort. I mean, there's there's a lot of resorts that you can go to. I mean, Shush Mountain, Shanty Creek. I mean, you can go all the way up to Treetops. Uh, just, just a lot of great golf courses, uh, you know, Oakland Hills and, I mean, I when I was an assistant at Point of Woods, that's we had, we actually got to play both courses at Oakland Hills, um, you know, where they had the U.S. Open when T.C. Chin double chipped. Um, so I mean, you, you talk about great golf courses. I mean, the Bear, you know, which is a Nicholas course. There's there's so many great tracks there um, that I can see why it came up that way. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, since we got people on the podcast listening and they're could be listening from anywhere, um, we're going to have mostly recreational golfers. I don't think we're going to have PGA pros like yourself. Um, what kind of tips do you have for that, that weekend recreational golfer who enjoys the game, um, but wants to improve the score that maybe it'll give them a little better experience. And I know you said that it takes work and practice, but what are some of your tips from, just in general, that what people, especially now in the off season, um, that people could be working on to maybe get a better score and enjoy the game a little more. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, I think I think what I would say is, you know, the first thing is to understand what you do well and what you do don't do well. Um, you know, we're kind of creatures of habit, right? So we like to we like to practice the things that we're good at. So let's say that I'm really good at driving the golf ball. Well, that's probably what I'm going to spend the most time on because that's where I see, you know, I see the best result. But in reality, <laughs> it makes you feel great. <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel good. And, you know, what are we trying to do? You know, obviously, you know, golf is recreational. It's supposed to uh, take away some of the stress. Uh, sometimes I wonder if that's actually the case. But, um, you know, I think um, understanding, just understanding what's happening uh, when the club actually hits the golf ball. Um, so really face and path, you know. Uh, if you understand if your club face is open or closed and the direction that you're swinging the club, uh, you can make an awful lot of changes um, within a very short period of time. Uh, you know, most of those things just come from potentially not having your hands on the golf club correctly or just actually not being set up to the ball correctly. Um you know, because those two things will affect impact a lot. I mean, I I talk about a lot of times just, you know, when you're getting to impact, understanding that, you know, your hands are like the steering wheel of a car. So if you've got them turned too much to the right or too much to the left, um, that's going to affect what the club face is doing in relation to the direction that you're, that you're swinging when you get to impact. So... If you kind of think of it that way, you know, uh, and also that golf's the game opposite. So if your hands are turned too much to the right, the ball's probably going to go left. And if they're turned too much to the left, it's probably going to go right. Yeah, and you know what's funny, and uh, full disclosure, I currently am a student with Randy. Um, The one thing, and by the way, I've enjoyed your teaching. It's been phenomenal. Appreciate it. Um, Yeah, uh, the one thing that... you know, there's a lot of things that I've remembered. If you know, if you remember, I write everything down on my little notepad. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm addicted to the game of golf, and I'm focused on just trying to always improve the game. But the one thing I remember the most is you're like, play the club the way the club is made. When you come to set up, look at what club you have in your hand, and do you have it laying on the ground at set up the way the club was made, or are you doing, like you said, steering wheels, are you tweaking it to what you think you should do or how it feels? But it seems like with technology today, with the equipment, that if you just have your setup proper and you have your club set up the way it was built to be used, that's going to help you right out of the gate, right? I mean, that's one of your big things, I think. Yeah, I think uh, any of the engineers at the golf companies would love to hear you say that because <laughs> they obviously engineer those golf clubs. Uh, so that, you know, physics can take over and, and, you know, you can get the club face square to the back of the ball when you, when you swing it. Um, but you never know, we might, we might get ping as a sponsor to this podcast. Yeah. You never know. I mean, if, (laughs) if, you know, obviously if, if you're, if you're not using the tools the way that they're designed to be used, um, you know, it becomes a compensation at that point and, um, probably makes it a little bit more difficult. You know, it would be like, it would be like having the steering wheel of your car, uh, you know, all bent up, and you're trying to drive the thing down the, you know, down the interstate. So, 
or, uh, or hammering a nail in the wall with a screwdriver. Yeah, I mean, that's a great analogy, too. <laughs> right? But, but I think, you know, I, it's it's really funny because I think, you know, what I've learned over the years from instruction is um, there's some very simple things that I do that I think immediately show improvement with people, and it could be just as much as, um, hey, you know, your club face is open you know, five or 10 degrees at a dress and you have a weak grip. So let's just square the club face up at a dress and see what happens. Um, and if the let's, let's, not na- let's not name any names of someone who didn't have the club set up the right way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got to, I got to tell the listeners right now, I've been playing since I was in high school and this fairway wood, which I don't know if it's true or not, Randy, you would know, but I've heard hitting a fairway wood off the deck is one of the harder shots in golf. Yes or no? I mean, well, I think yeah, I I think it can be yes, absolutely. And it's bothered me my whole life. I go sit with Randy, and he goes, "Why do you have the club that way?" And I go, "What do you mean? (laughs) Why don't you have it laying down with the way the club is built?" And now I'm I'm not here to sell Randy or sell Ping. But I'm going to tell you, all I did was he made me turn the club over and let it kind of sit on the mat the way the club was built. And, Randy, it was amazing. The first call, I'm like, are you kidding me? It was like, ding, ding. And I go, okay, that's fixed. That was real hard. (laughs) And I know you laugh, but I was like, how many people go through life with just not getting basic things fixed that they just keep dealing with when they play golf? So, you know, Todd, I think I think one of the things that I try to preach and, you know, I've talked to you about this, I think, is just being mindful of what it is that you're doing, you know, really paying attention to those small little details. Uh, You know, um, you you don't think that having a club face open or closed a couple of degrees uh, at a dress would do anything, but um, it could it could affect the way that, you know, you make your backswing. It's obviously going to affect what happens at in, at impact, um, you know, as you well know, because you just learned that. So um, I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, just make sure that your fundamentals are correct. I mean, if you can just work on your fundamentals even at home without a ball, it's going to make all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the the cost and the time spent to play golf, all right, that right there, those two things, it's not a cheap sport, and it, you're not going to go out and play golf in 20 minutes, so it's a time investment. I'm going to say right now, I've really enjoyed our time, and I'm not stopping, but if you are into golf and you are dedicated to the game and you want to enjoy the game, to go out and have somebody look at what you're doing or not doing and analyze and give you some tips. I think that that money spent to play golf and the time spent are going to be way more enjoyable. That's just my, my feeling. So, yeah, I would agree with that. And I think, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to tout my fellow professionals in the, you know, in the, in the Illinois section. I mean, I think there, there are an awful lot of really good instructors out there that, you know, um, depending on where you're at in the city and, you know, um, that 
just spending a half an hour, an hour with them could potentially, like you said, give you a lot more enjoyment, um, you know, when you get to the spring of next year. And maybe win a couple bucks or a beer from your buddies. You know, and you know how that feels. Oh, that's what the a, best feeling in the world. What an accomplishment, right? Oh, you feel like you won the World Series. You that's know? It's right. Like... That's right. <laughs> um, well, I got to tell you, it's been it's been great doing this with you. I, I think you're an awesome person, and um, I don't want this to be a one-time, if you don't mind. I I think we should, you know, come back and do it again down the road and maybe pick some topics, and I think people would enjoy that. But if you are thinking about your game of golf and you want to improve or if you want to enjoy that time spent, um, Randy's a great guy, and it doesn't hurt to give him a call and talk to him and find out what he could do for you and what his programs are. Randy, what would be the best way if somebody's interested to get a hold of you? What, what do you suggest? You know, I think they can, you know, they can email or, uh, you know, obviously they can go to uh, uh, SBG Green Gardens website and just look under instruction. And um, so they can email or, or give us a call either way. Um, you know, that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, you know, my wife does all the back office stuff, um, you know, all the scheduling and everything just because I'm super busy. Uh mm-hmm. So, you know, that's generally the best way to get a hold of us. Um, and, again, that's SPG Green Garden out in Frankfurt, Illinois. Look under instruction, and you'll see the RSW Golf Academy. And uh, you just do an online inquiry, right? That's what correct. you're saying? Yep, correct. Okay. Um, Randy, any parting thoughts before we uh, – call it a wrap what are your thoughts as we head into the believe it or not you believe it's going to be 2020 already i can't believe it it's yeah i know i mean it's uh it's this this year has flown um you know and i'm sure next year will be the same way uh you know i'm sure with you it's it's busy busy but um you know been a great 2019 i mean i'm looking forward to 2020 and uh obviously if i can help anybody out i'd i'd certainly love to do that um you know, uh, just parting thoughts. I mean, if you spend five minutes a day um, working specifically on something in your golf game, uh, I think you'll probably see improvement. And it's not necessarily hitting a golf ball as much as it is just even trying to understand <laughs> better what you do. Setting up the club the way it was built? Is that yeah, what you're kind exactly. of alluding to? <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I can't believe that's what that was. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, God, this could be a commercial for paying. Like, what to do and not to do. Watch, watch if you if you just set it up the way we built it. Look what happens with the golf ball. Ding. I'm like, wow, amazing. So, yeah. funny. Good stuff, though. I mean, it's it's always the, it's always fun for me to see you know what happened with you. I mean, obviously, once we got the club, you know, oriented correctly, you know. Geez, ball went in the air like it should and actually went where it's supposed to. Right. It's amazing how that works. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, my friend, it's been great. I appreciate it. I hope everybody enjoyed listening. This has been a great, great edition of Living the Dream. Randy Wexter, I strongly, highly recommend uh, if you're looking to get some lessons and improve your game. And enjoy that time. You know, like you said earlier, it's supposed to be enjoyment, not stress. And if you invest a little time and money in your game, I think you're going to enjoy it even more. I, I can't wait for 2020. 
because you know you and you know I'm working all fall and winter indoors, and I can't wait to get out and start playing. So yeah, it should be great. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with you when you get outside. I think it's going to be uh, an exciting 2020 uh, to see what you do. But uh, to all the listeners, I'd just like to say, hey, have a happy and safe holiday, um, you know, and uh, look forward to 2020 because, hey, golf is, is growing and, and uh, you know, it gets more exciting with all the new technology all the time. So. I love I'm, it. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Randy, you're a great man. Thanks for being on the show. And then everybody, don't forget, go to Green or SPG Green Garden. Look under golf instruction. You'll be able to find Randy. So, Randy, thanks for joining us. Everybody, thanks for listening. And as Randy said, happy holidays, and we'll talk to you next time. Appreciate it, Todd. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye.